Escape to Ocean City, Maryland, and discover a place that just feels lighter, where every day feels like Saturday and French fries are a food group, where flip-flops are always in fashion and seafood is always in season, where the boardwalk is bustling and the beach is right outside your door, where you can rise with the tide and feel like a kid again. Ocean City, Maryland, somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at Oceocean.com. Special hello to everyone who's here for our guests. Doesn't know what the fuck this show is. If that's you, I welcome you. <laughs> Little pockets of too much laughter over here. <laughs> welcome to Love It or Leave It, the Errors Tour. Here in the city where Diet Coke was invented. It's a spiritual space for me. We have a great show for you tonight. Senator Raphael Warnock is here. Songstress, sex toy entrepreneur, and real housewife Candy Burris is here. Returning champ, Miss Pat is here. T.S. Madison is here. And we'll spin the right wheel. Plus, and I'm also, yeah, but we have, that's, I believe, <laughs> contractually I won't be on a stage without my name gigantic behind me. Uh, but thank you for noticing I'm also here. But, the, <laughs> but we're going to be coming to you for two reasons tonight. One, if you have any beefs in your life that you'd like Miss Pat to help you sort out, and if you have any high notes you'd like to share, so get thinking, okay? <laughs> but first, let's get into it. What a week. As a thank you to his donors for taking his support base to the next level, presidential candidate and guy with a voice we're not allowed to make fun of, RFK Jr., posted a video of himself doing a backflip into a lake. All right, we don't have to keep watching it. Sick flip babe sighed an emotionally exhausted, teary-eyed Cheryl Hines holding the camera, trying to remember what their couples therapist said. <laughs> Kennedys, of course, have a long history of flipping into lakes. <laughs> Hopefully, this campaign ends about as well. 
I want to talk about the, that jump into the water for just one second, which is a lot of people have been making fun of it for saying like, oh, you know, that's not a good jump. And then some people are like, no, he's, an old, he's older. That's pretty good. <laughs> people are missing the fact that he jumps into a lake like he's been wealthy from the day he was born. <laughs> he jumps into a lake like a man who summers. Kennedy appears to be getting ready to announce that he's switching his party affiliation with a super PAC now pulling his support as an independent. Yeah, that's right, you little bitch. This nomination is almost mine, said Marianne Williamson. As her campaign manager, a raven, pecked at the hair scrunchie of her last volunteer. Of course, RFK Jr.'s entire operation was already right-wing from his anti-vax conspiracy theories to the GOP and Trump donors who raised $2.2 million for him at a fundraiser this month. A Kennedy hasn't put his own narrow interests ahead of others this hard since Ted caught his breath for 15 minutes on the bank of that pond. Trump's civil fraud trial in New York commenced this week, though the judge's prior ruling means the focus is entirely on the penalty Trump will face. Not pleased, Trump has spent the week attacking the judge and New York Attorney General and friend of the show, Tish James, calling Judge Arthur Engeron unfair and unhinged and James corrupt and racist. Trump also accused the judge of undervaluing Mar-a-Lago, saying it's worth not $18 million, but 50 to 100 times that amount. My God, how much does he have hidden in Ivana's casket? He... Just a question. <laughs> On Monday, ahead of Trump's arrival in court, Tish from Brooklyn spoke to the press. No matter how powerful you are, no matter how much money you think you may have, no one is above the law. Come on. No matter how much money you think you may have. Delusional, fake-ass wannabes are not above the law. <laughs> Outside the courtroom, Trump called James a terrible person who was out to get him because he was doing well in the polls and said the judge should be disbarred. This is, of course, a legal strategy known as negging, and it's Trump's best chance for getting the judge to have sex with him. <laughs> Trump complained about not getting a jury trial, but that only happened because Trump's lawyer failed to check a box on a routine form that would have requested one. Though in fairness to that lawyer, she's only his lawyer because she was kidnapped while leaving a bar, which Trump thought was the bar. <laughs> anyway, he, he may not have a jury, but he does have the next best thing, a judge who he's repeatedly called an unhinged piece of shit. <laughs> On Tuesday, that very judge placed a gag order on Trump after he attacked the judge's law clerk by name and posted a picture of her with Senator Chuck Schumer and called her Schumer's girlfriend. Serves him right, making fun of people's girlfriends. Imagine if somebody started attacking you, said Tim Scott in an empty room. <laughs> It's refreshing to see somebody defending their staff in that way. Isn't that right, Brian, you spindly dope? <laughs> wow, they're on your side. They're on your side. All the way. All the way. 
Producer Brian, everybody. We also considered Lanky Simpleton and our old standby, Ugly Idiot. <laughs> well, he's the point. If he was any of those things, we couldn't use the joke. <laughs> A new Supreme Court term kicked off on Monday during which the justices will hear cases on gun restrictions for domestic abusers, the power of federal agencies, and the intersection of free speech and social media. If you want to have a say in the decisions, remember that only Patreon Platinum members have access to Clarence Thomas's Discord. <laughs> Said Clarence Thomas as the justices took their seats, did everybody have a good summer vacation? Mine was normal. By the way, there's some rhino meat in the break room fridge for everyone. I got it at Walmart or whatever. <laughs> California Senator Dianne Feinstein died last week at age 90. Please do not be afraid, said her replacement, Senator Dianne Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Hey, you're right. You're right. Yeah, you're right. There's nothing we could do now. I've said it. <laughs> Jokes aside, she leaves behind a storied legacy and past doing what she loves most. Free soloing El Capitan. <laughs> These are tough. These are tough. These are tough. <laughs> Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer announced we lost a giant in the Senate. I'm still here, asshole. I was just changing clothes, cried John Fetterman. <laughs> Look, we've made a few fine sign jokes here at Love It or Leave It, so I want to be earnest for a second. Dianne Feinstein did a lot for San Francisco, California, and the country, and it's a lesson for all of us, Bob Iger, and whoever is thinking about Barbie too, quit while you're ahead. We're all worried about Barbie too, aren't we? <laughs> New York Congressman and Harry Potter author George Santos chose, <laughs> chose Feinstein's passing as the moment to hard launch his husband on social media, tweeting, my husband Matt and I are heartbroken by the news of the passing of Senator Feinstein. When reached for comment, Senator Feinstein bolted upright in her confidence at his what now? Matt didn't see the tweet as he has obviously never seen any news in his entire life. California Governor Gavin Newsom, who said last month he wouldn't appoint any of the candidates running for Feinstein's seat, selected LaFonza Butler, the president of Emily's List, to fill the job. <laughs> Butler will become the first out black lesbian to serve in Congress since George Santos. <laughs> I have to say, this has to be one of the wildest weeks of news. It was only on Saturday, since our last show, that we narrowly avoided a government shutdown. In fact, President Biden signed a government funding bill just before midnight, which was perfect because he was already up to go to the bathroom. But <laughs> And then it happened, Macarthageddon. Chaos is 
Speaker McCarthy. You know, this is personal with Matt. Kevin McCarthy is a feature of the swamp. Don't judge the GOP by Matt Gates. I think Kevin McCarthy should take a hint. I think Matt has planned this all along. You saw Kevin McCarthy lying like a dead dog. Bring it on. Let's get this over. Nobody trusts Kevin McCarthy. Nobody likes uh, Matt Gates. Kiss, 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 kiss. <laughs> the opposite of love isn't hate. It is indifference. Can't you see you love each other? <laughs> For anyone who hasn't been following this news cycle closely, we've prepared a faithful reenactment. Brian, bring out the bucket of angry crabs. <laughs> there's, no, there's no bucket. <laughs> After the... After the shutdown had been averted, Speaker McCarthy told reporters on Saturday... You know what, if somebody wants to remove because I want to be the adult in the room, go ahead and try. <laughs> if people think I'm too handsome, that... <laughs> anyway, the point he was making is, you come at the king, you better not... They got him. <laughs> the king has been gotten, never mind. Poor Kevin. Hindsight really is 2020. Hindsight, of course, being the medical disorder Marjorie Taylor Greene refuses to vaccinate her children for. Okay. Gates had this to say on the House floor Monday. It is going to be difficult for my Republican friends to keep calling President Biden feeble while he continues to take Speaker McCarthy's lunch money in every negotiation. I just want to flag for everybody something I've noticed, which is the two best responses to the Biden age question have now come from Donald Trump and Matt Gates. That's like traveling to a small town in Italy, having the best pasta of your life, and finding out the chef is from Indiana and racist. On Tuesday, the House voted to oust McCarthy from the speakership, with Democrats declining to save the speaker from this Republican chaos. The resolution is adopted. Without objection, the motion to reconsider is laid on the table. The Office of Speaker of the House of the United States House of Representatives is hereby declared vacant. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Kevin McCarthy, not here for a good time or a long time. <laughs> In the aftermath of the vote, one Republican could reportedly be heard saying, now what? <laughs> now what should be the fucking motto of the Republican Party? <laughs> we ousted the speaker, now what? Trump won, now what? We convinced a third of the country that Democrats were pedophiles so that we could cut taxes, now what? <laughs> Meanwhile, New York Representative Jamal Bowman is under investigation after surveillance footage caught him pulling a fire alarm as he raced to vote on the House floor. Bowman's team said it was a mistake and that the representative was trying to open the door when he activated the alarm. Okay. <laughs> just say it like it's true forever. The only thing you can do now is just forever say that. That's the deal we've now made. Fine. I'm in. I've got you. It was an accident. Forever. <laughs> I mean, just between us, 
That never opens a door. <laughs> right? But just us. Not, not even put, just us. Never opens a door. It gets a teen out of being late to class and then in trouble. But that's something Jamal Bowman knows because he was a principal. <laughs> Fuck! But I'm a good team player, so cut that from the show. <laughs> but then, before he was ejected from the speakership, Kevin McCarthy called for Bowman to be punished, even comparing the incident to January 6th. <clears throat> and this is just like 9-11, said McCarthy after his flight was delayed. During a performance at Madison Square Garden on Sunday, Stevie Nicks announced that Mattel will be creating an official Stevie Nicks Barbie. The perfect gift for baby boomers who play with dolls and children who love Stevie Nicks. <laughs> Who's that fucking Barbie for? <laughs> <laughs> Nah, it's good. That's good. Nick told the crowd that when Mattel approached her, for, approached her, she said, I was overwhelmed. Will she be like me? Will she have my spirit? Will she have my heart? No. <laughs> said Mattel. It will be a lifeless doll. For now. Paris is battling a major bedbug infestation just 10 months before the city hosts the 2024 Summer Olympics. Think of it. They're all over there hopping from bed to bed without a moment's hesitation. And on top of that, bedbugs. Dwayne Davis was arrested Friday in Las Vegas and charged with Tupac Shakur's 1996 murder. According to authorities, the man isn't believed to be the actual gunman, but rather the leader of a group of four men alleged to be responsible. Duh, said the FBI while looking at their receipts for a cashier's check made out to Dwayne Davis. We debated including that. I think it's okay. And finally... And finally, an elderly woman took her shot at the world record last weekend, seeking to become the oldest person in history to skydive. The jump ended in tragedy when her chute failed to open. Rest in power, Senator Dianne Feinstein. When we come, when we come back, Senator Raphael Warnock is here. now, he's senior pastor of Atlanta's Ebenezer Baptist Church and your United States Senator. Please welcome Senator Raphael Warnock. I love you. I love you. Come on. Senator, I want to thank you for not leaving. <laughs> Welcome to Georgia. It's great to be here. 
Now, do you prefer to be Senator Warnock or Reverend Warnock? Some people call me Senator Warnock. Some say Reverend Warnock. Some say Senator Reverend Warnock. Just like call it. me when it's time for lunch. Uh, That's good. That's good. I'm going to start with Senator questions. Then I'm going to turn to Reverend questions. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Senator, let's start with the big news of the week. The House averted a shutdown. You have 45 days to fund the government. The kooks over there in the House haven't gotten any less unreasonable. What's going to happen? I think what we're witnessing right now is, is what happens when politicians center their own interests rather than the concerns of the people that they're supposed to be representing. And um, I, I, I can tell you this, the people of Georgia certainly don't want to see the government shut down. They are fed up with the politics of chaos and we need cooler heads to prevail. I think if you center the people, you can get the policy right. And there's no question that with the, with the kind of almost 50-50 split uh, in, the, in the Senate and in the House, of course, they've got the smallest majority. Um, we've got to find a bipartisan path to get the things that are needed. Has President Biden's dog Commander ever bitten you? <laughs> it's not that, it seems like a reasonable question. Oh man, is it a yes? <laughs> it's an easy no. Maybe it's a hard yes. I'm, I'm just surprised by some of these questions. This, this. Well, I guess we'll... Next time I'll bring Alvin the Beagle with me. Okay. President Biden signed bipartisan... We're all gonna note that he dodged that question. And that's fine. I mean, that, that was a very controversial question. <laughs> <laughs> President Biden signed bipartisan gun safety legislation. He also has taken a number of executive action. You recently asked the Biden administration to go further. What are the steps the administration can take to attack gun violence that they're not currently taking? Well, the issue of gun violence is, is an ongoing, slow-rolling tragedy in our country. And um, we, we cannot just continue with this as business as usual. And so I've remained focused on this. I'm, I'm glad that the president uh, opened up last week the first White House office on gun violence. Um, I, I, and, I and a few of my colleagues wrote him asking him to do everything that he can. And so I'm glad that he has taken those steps, but it's no replacement for what Congress must do. Congress has to act on this issue uh, we have seen more mass shootings this year than we've seen days this year. And these mass shootings come up as these tragic flashpoints, they capture our attention. But then we need to think also about the kinds of violence that happens every single day in some of our poor, more marginalized communities. Um, and the people of our, of our country, as divided as we say we are, and there certainly are fault lines, there's no question. Um, but a Fox News poll, and you won't hear me say that much, 
But a Fox News poll said that 87% of Americans, that's people on the left and the right, believe that there ought to be some kind of universal background checks, and yet we can't get any real conversation about that going on in the Congress. There is a growing chasm between what the people want from their government and what they're able to get. So we're dealing with a gun violence problem, but it is seeded by a democracy problem. The people's voices are being squeezed out of their democracy. So I'm, I'm proud of the fact that we passed the first gun safety bill in 30 years last summer. And although it was modest, it is saving lives, but not nearly enough. And um, the people uh, who, who sit in, in those seats in the Senate and in the House, uh, we need to catch up to where the people are and pass common sense gun safety. You, you mentioned the way that mass shootings focus the attention of the country, but not a lot of the kind of more quotidian like mayhem and violence and, and death by gun that we see every single day. Most gun deaths in the United States are self-inflicted. We talk about mass shootings, we talk about uh, uh, murder, but the majority of gun deaths are people taking their own lives. That's about access, but it's also about people feeling hopeless, feeling alone. As a pastor, as a senator, what would, you, what would it look like if preventing these deaths got the attention it deserves? I think we have to pay attention to all of it. And these, te- these, these things are not necessarily separated. You know, I'm the pastor of Ebenezer Baptist Church. There's a, a moment of tragedy in our church and in our history that people don't remember by and large. Uh, everybody knows that Dr. King was a victim, if you will, of gun violence. Uh, but in 1974, Martin Luther King Jr.'s mother, uh, who uh, uh, was playing the, the Lord's Prayer on the organ one Sunday morning, uh, she and one of our deacons was shot and killed in our church uh, by a deranged uh, teenager who had access to a gun, but did not have access to the mental health care that he desperately needed. Um, And so we lost a deacon and the first lady of the church that morning. Had he had access to the kinds of guns we're seeing now, the carnage would have been worse. So we've got to pay attention to the issue of gun safety, and we also have to deal with these mental health issues. A lot of that was addressed, some of it, not nearly enough, but uh, uh, there were provisions to address some of the mental health issues in the bill we passed last summer. I also have introduced legislation to deal with the mental health concerns in our schools Uh, I recently introduced a piece of legislation to get counselors and therapists in our schools because our kids are undergoing so much trauma. Um, um, Three years of a pandemic, um, the loneliness and isolation that kids feel, the challenges and pressures around social media, uh, our kids are undergoing a lot and we don't have nearly enough mental health Uh, care providers in our schools, and that's why I'm hoping to get my bill moving and and get that passed. There's all this polling that shows young people, especially young men, they're more likely to be disengaged from the political process, but also more likely to be disengaged from community, from belonging to a church, from belonging to any kind of organization, from having uh, any kind of connection. I think this seems to be like a political problem. You see young people, especially young men, 
drifting to the right, kind of being vulnerable to some of the messages coming from the right, but you're also talking about this in terms of gun violence about young people who are maybe drawn into conspiracies and, and some of the most hateful and terrible kind of places of the internet. As somebody who is not just in the Senate, but somebody thinking about how to bring more people into a church, more people just into community, how do we deal with that? How do we think about a generation of young people, a lot of whom had to spend years in their home during a pandemic, who don't seem to be reconnecting in the way that their parents or even their older siblings might? Well, it's something I think about a lot as a pastor. And, um, you know, I, I think that our problems are political, but they are deeply spiritual. And it's, it's why I got involved in this work. I, I don't think of myself as a senator who used to be a pastor. I'm a pastor serving in the Senate. And I'm always trying to bring, look at the issues that we confront with a moral and spiritual lens. There's no question that um, young people, uh, I think there's a certain kind of nuance with respect to, to young men, are dealing with this kind of loneliness and isolation. As you point out, we're seeing certain demagogues who are always ready to try to exploit uh, the fault lines uh, in our country. And I just think that, that most people are decent. Um, uh, and somehow those of us who, who believe in what Dr. King called the beloved community, we've got to stand up and we've got to give voice to that. And we can't outsource that to, any, to anybody. We can't outsource it to politicians. We can't outsource it to celebrities. But in whatever corner of the world where you find yourself, you've got to stand up and give voice to Dr. King's belief that we are tied in a single garment of destiny, that what affects one directly affects all indirectly. I think in a real sense, the pandemic reminded us of, of, of the ways in which we're connected. I, I call it the parable of a pandemic. Uh, all of a sudden, we found ourselves dealing with this virus. And if my neighbor, uh, it, it was in my best interest for my neighbor also to be well. And, and although I may have gotten the virus from my neighbor, that didn't make my neighbor my enemy. It just means I need to make sure my neighbor's taken care of. And so somehow, I, I, I'm, I'm saying that we, we are as close in our humanity as a cough. And we got to look out for one another and we got to apply that same spiritual logic to a whole range of issues. I need my neighbor to be covered, covered, not only for his sake, but for mine. And I need their children to have access to a good quality education. I need them to be food secure. And I need them to have access um, to a, profit, a future where they can raise up their families. And, and as I get older, paying the social security. <laughs> When you were on Hot Save America, right in the run-up to your election, I asked you about this. Specifically, I was trying to understand how you felt about the fact that here you are, uh, a reverend. Your opponent wasn't just somebody that you opposed on policy grounds, but was someone who had just terrible moral conduct, treating people in his life, the people around him terribly in a way that was repugnant, and yet it remained really close. And a lot of people who profess to have Christian values, to believe in morals, who want to be righteous, held their nose and voted the other way in a very close election. 
And at the time you said, I'm not touching that. And you, 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 <laughs> you answered, you gave me a very a policy answer about how different you were as policy people. And I felt like, okay, well, the election's a couple days away. Let's not go deep. I get it. But here we are. <laughs> I did. That's how I felt about it. But you've had some space from it. You, you should come Sunday morning. Okay. Come to church, John. I'll come. I'll come. Uh, how do you think about that now? Well, no, I, I, I think it's much larger than my opponent, and, and you point that out. Um, look, I think we are dealing with a deep spiritual malaise in our country. And uh, I try to address this as a person of faith, but in a way that invites all of us to the table. What I like about Dr. King, what I like about Rabbi Abraham Joshua Heschel and so many others is that they didn't use their faith as a weapon. They use it as a bridge to bring us together. And you should always be suspicious of people who use their religion uh, as a way to dehumanize other people, to, to declare some kind of... Um, I, I think in, in all of the great faith traditions, and I'm, I'm a Christian, but, but in all of the great faith traditions, and, and in fact, people who don't claim a particular religious tradition but try to act as moral agents in the world, there, there is that, that basic understanding that, that you do unto others as you would have them do unto you. That, that means you don't try to suppress your neighbor's vote. It means, it means you, don't, you, you don't want them to work without having a, a livable wage. Um, and it means that you don't deny 600,000 Georgians access to Medicaid. You get them out of the healthcare system. So, so, you know, um, it's, it's the gospel I try to preach on Sunday morning and I try to live every single day. One thing I also wanted to ask you about, you recently were the only Democrat on the banking committee to vote against a bill that would have made it easier for companies to be part of the legal cannabis, but the so-called legal cannabis mm -hmm. business. I find this all very confusing. I was, I was, it was interested to hear you talk about it because everyone's walking around like marijuana is legal in a lot of states. It's not legal in any state. It remains a, a schedule one drug. Can you talk about why you voted against this and, and, and what you think is this sort of what do you think the problem is right now with the way we're going about talking about marijuana? Yeah, I, I voted against it, but, but not for the reasons that you may think. Um, I voted against the safer banking uh, bill as it is currently written because my question was, who are we really making safer? And what it does is it allows businesses and banks uh, to participate uh, with uh, cannabis businesses in states where it's legal. And so it, it creates a safe space for them. But the communities that have been most devastated by the so-called war on drugs doesn't do a thing for them at all. And I'm worried, I'm worried that if we, if we pass a bill with all of the fees and the revenue that comes, 
and not, and, and not begin to address the issue of restorative justice, we're not going to go back and get those communities that have literally, they've been hollowed out, hollowed out by a half century of the so-called war on drugs for using uh, marijuana, which I guess the last several presidents admit that they used. And the, the consequences of that are real. The United States of America, the land of the free, is the mass incarceration capital of the world. No other, no other country comes even close. Um, we're about, what, 6% of the world's population. We warehouse 50% of the world's prisoners. We got more people in prison in the United States than any other country in the world. And all of the, all of the nations whose human rights regimes we deplore. We've got a greater number of our citizens and a greater percentage of our citizens. And we can't act like this war on drugs did not happen. After war in Europe, we put forward a Marshall Plan. And I happen to know some black and brown communities in Atlanta and in St. Louis and in Chicago and in South Central who could use a Marshall Plan, who could use some recognition that, that something, something happened to them. So I got really good colleagues, people on, 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 on that banking committee. They're good people. But as I sat there, I asked myself, you know, years from now, we'll be asking ourselves, as we do about a whole range of things, why are these problems so um, intractable, the racial wealth gap? Why, why? And I think this is what happens in real time, as I witnessed it as a participant. Good people sitting around a table, there are some good reasons to move this forward, and yet I'm trying to help us to summon the will to pair justice with common sense so that everybody can be safe. Now, before we let you go, you've agreed to play a game. <laughs> there are moments these days where the news feels downright biblical. A lot of politicians are selling fire and brimstone, and it's rare we have an expert. <laughs> so, it's time for a quiz we're calling, if I haven't heard it, it's Deuteronomy. <laughs> and again, thank you for being here. The, <laughs> I'm gonna read you a quote, and you're gonna tell us who said it, a current politician or a biblical figure of ill repute. First oh, up, Lord. here we go. <laughs> I am your warrior, I am your justice, and for those who have been wronged and betrayed, I am your retribution. That sounds like a politician. It is, it's Trump, this July. My punishment is more than I can bear. Today you are driving me from the land. That's scripture. That is scripture. That was Cain. Guess Cain, he's, he was upset about being Cain, punished. Cain, Craven, politician, same thing. Yeah, there you go. Started somewhere. You must continue to keep this land. I'm, this is, it doesn't say this. I'm gonna, this you, must, you must continue to keep this land safe and protect against an invasion. Yeah. Hmm. It's close. Yeah, Bible and culture. Uh, yeah, it's pretty right? close. Right? What do you think? It, 
scripture and culture. I think yeah, it's both. I th- you know what? I'm going to give it to you. I think it's both. Because that was Governor Greg Abbott, but... But... The Bible is a complicated book. Look, these people have become far too numerous for us. We must, we must deal shrewdly with them or they will become even more numerous. Oh, yeah, that's Exodus. Yeah, that's the Pharaoh. <laughs> now, the Pharaoh couldn't... You, now, uh, a couple months ago, the Pharaoh wouldn't have been able to say that on Twitter. <laughs> now the Pharaoh could say it on Twitter again. You know what I mean? I called you demons and imps who come and parade before us and pretend that you are part of this world. Wow. That sounds like a politician. It was. Florida rep talking about LGBT people. It's no good. Keep the money and do with the people as you please. Hmm. Keep the money and do with the people as you please. Hmm. Someone in the front row says politics. (laughs) Keep the money and do it. Well, that's that's what happens. (laughs) (laughs) That is what happens. That's what happens. But I'm going to say politics. uh, It was. uh, It could have been Trump, but it was King Xerxes. It was King Xerxes to to Haman. Oh, and Esther. Yeah. Keep the money, do it the people as you please. Now, this is a last question. This is a serious question, actually. Before I, I wanted to ask you, I wanted to ask you about a passage from Psalms 139, because my understanding is when you find meaningful, I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works that I know very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. What? <laughs> That's beautiful. You ought to go back and read all of it. Yeah, I, I, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I, I am the, the magnificent craftsmanship of a magnanimous creator. I, I'm, an, I'm an idea. <laughs> See? All right, now, do I get to raise the offering now? You... Sure. <laughs> the floor is yours. <laughs> Senator Raphael Warnock, Reverend Senator Raphael Warnock, thank you so much for being here. This was great. Really appreciate it. One more time for your senator. When we come back, it's not quite Halloween, but we've got candy. Hey, don't go anywhere. There's more of Love It or Leave It coming up. This podcast is brought to you by Americans United for Separation of Church and State. Americans United defends your freedom to live as yourself and believe as you choose so long as you don't harm others. Core freedoms and even democracy itself rest upon the wall of separation between church and state. While Christian nationalists are attacking these freedoms, seeking to force us all to live by their narrow beliefs, Americans United is fighting back. Freedom without favor and equality without exception. Learn more about AU's work at au.org slash crooked. That's au.org slash crooked. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something I need to get off my chest? What is your outlet for working through the things that stress you out? Oh man, you know, I don't know. Pushing it down. (laughs) Pushing it all the way down. Getting it real down deep in there. Squish it. Squishing it. Squishing it real tight. Fighting through it. (laughs) Gotta fight through it. 
Skinny jeans are for dads. Fight it. You fight it. You push it down. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Not me. Not me. I'm running on rails. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. Uh, I said to my therapist just yesterday, I just feel like I don't have the 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 attention span right now to focus on some of these longer term issues. And she's mm. like, you found a way to say that every session for the past five years. <laughs> if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest. With better help, everybody needs therapy. You need therapy, I need therapy, Tommy needs therapy. Mm. We all need therapy. Mm-hmm. Visit betterhelp.com slash love it today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash love it. Escape to Ocean City, Maryland and discover a place that just feels lighter where every day feels like Saturday and French fries are a food group where flip-flops are always in fashion and seafood is always in season where the boardwalk is bustling and the beach is right outside your door, where you can rise with the tide and feel like a kid again. Ocean City, Maryland, somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at Oceocean.com. And we're back! I'm letting a, now I'm letting a photo play out backstage. Please welcome to the stage, you know her from the credits of one of the best modern pop songs of all time, which is of course, No Scrubs. It's the Grammy-winning and Tony-nominated producer of the piano lesson in the upcoming The Wiz on Broadway, America's longest-standing housewife. It's Candy Burris. Hey! Hi. Thank you for What's being up? here. Oh, there, I'll go here. This is what we do. We just trash all the. This cars. is what we're doing. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Now, from time to time, we ask this question. I find it's a nice icebreaker. Did you know what this show was when you agreed to it? No. <laughs> no, I didn't. Hell yeah. <laughs> None of us did either. I established that at the beginning of the show, sir. We discussed this as a group. I created space for that idea. They're here for you. They're not here for me. They're like, they're like, who is this guy? Uh, What is your favorite podcast? What is my favorite uh, candy-coated night? Now, what is the number one Housewives moment I should know about as a novice to the franchise? Ooh. Keep it. You could say anything and I'll believe you. Kendra, uh, one of our producers, has been, is just, she had the things that had to be arranged so that she could make sure that she was on this trip. <laughs> the luck that it turned out, oh, there was nothing to do. I had to be there. Yes. Uh, but she's been giving me sort of a crash course. But what do you think? What, what is sort of the moment? Ooh, there are so many crazy moments that have happened on Housewives that are iconic. But I guess for me, maybe um, I'll drag you in this bitch. (laughs) Or, bitch, I'm worldwide. (laughs) Now, 
There have been many, but you have the longevity. What did I say? What, what are you saying? Oh, I turned a shade tree into a money tree. <laughs> That's good. I like that. I like that. Now, how, the Housewives franchises, they've chewed up and spit out a lot of people that couldn't hack it. Yes. But not you. Thank you. How do you survive? How do you stay alive in this world? Ooh, um, you know, I don't know. I, I honestly, I don't really know how they pick and choose who they want to stay, right? But I would have to say that um, because I have things going on in my life, so it's always something to show. And um, my, everybody around me doesn't mind me show, you know, showing that part of my life. So meaning... I feel like for you to make it on reality TV, it can't just be about you going back and forth with the women on the show. Like, you have to have something for real happening in your life. So, you know, I own restaurants. My rest, everybody that works there is ready to film. Uh, my family, everybody knows Mama Joyce. My husband, Ty, my kids, they all will show, like, they'll be their true, authentic self as well as me. And Don Juan, he's in the back. Um, yeah, everybody in my life, they don't mind being true and authentic. Are there moments, though, where when the cameras are gone, everyone's like, okay, now here's, let me tell you, I was full of shit a few minutes ago. <laughs> that doesn't happen? No, because they will go in on me on camera. <laughs> like, no, seriously. I remember it 14 seasons ago, my very first time filming, the first day I filmed, my mother had me in tears on camera. The very first time I filmed for the show. And that's when I knew, oh, this is not what I signed up for. <laughs> what is this? So people were, so it wasn't that people were extra nice. It's as if they were waiting for the cameras to be there so they could tell you what was really going on. No, my family is kind of like that all the time. Okay. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. That checks out. Uh, so you have a uh, line of sex toys? Yes. Called Bedroom Candy? Yes. I should have brought you a goodie bag. I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah. What the hell? That's cool. Yeah. Okay. Now, this is obviously not your first time at the reality TV rodeo. Also, there should be a reality show set at a rodeo. No one steal that. That's my idea. Uh, but until then, you can EP. Please EP. Okay. <laughs> but until then... There is a roiling pot of tension ready to explode on this very stage. Mm. That's right. It's time for a love it or leave it reunion with our host, Candy Cohen. <laughs> for which I've asked the love it or leave it staff to join us for some honesty, healing, and most likely some throwing of very, very soft hands. Please welcome to the stage our incredible producers, Brian and Kendra. Hello, hello. No, no, these now, are, these are th this is I throwing. I just thought about something. You asked me a question as an icebreaker when I first got up here, right? You said, mm -hmm. did I know what I was getting myself into? Well, when I was invited, did you even know who I was? <laughs> so that's a good question. And in I'll this actually take that one. No. Oh. I did provide him with some episodes to watch. So I'm not for a while? What? No, well, just kidding. No, no. Well, I would say this. I, I didn't know about the housewives world, but I knew about your songwriting and I knew about the songs. I knew okay. about the music. So now, 
Here does a good work. You have questions for us, and the reunion has begun. There's a lot of things that Kendra Bryan and I have to work out, and we'll see what happens. All right. There's clearly a lot of history here, guys. Where is the tension coming from? I don't know, Brian. You want to take that? You have a lot of complaints. Well, he called me a spindly dope like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> Don't you love it when he cancels things, like, right as we've done all the work and we're five minutes away from doing the thing and then he decides he doesn't want to do it? Yeah, like, five, five crooked staff members have been slacking and texting Kendra and I ever since we left for this trip. Like, love it promised to do these five things before he left and then he didn't do them. Will he do them on the road? And now road? it's our job. Mm. All right, Kendra, tell me. I sometimes feel like I'm not respected. Um, Maybe sometimes as an artist. No, I'm sorry. Please continue. I shouldn't finish that sentence. Got it. Okay, Kendra. Tell me, who is Shaniqua? So Shaniqua is our wonderful, amazing director of politics at Crooked Media. I believe her twin sister is actually here tonight. And now her, it's her identical twin sister. We're both beautiful women. We're both black. We look nothing alike. And yet, last year, I believe... Two years March, ago. Two, two years, years ago. Okay, March 24th. John Lovett did indeed call me Shaniqua as we were leaving a restaurant. Now, I would like to talk about this. I'm, I, I'm glad you raised this. Do you think all black women look alike? <laughs> now, I want to be clear about something. I want to be clear about something. This was not a situation where I confused two people. This was a situation where I said the wrong name because I was stoned out of my mind <laughs> and I, we were all at a bar together and I had been in a very long conversation with Shaniqua and then I left the table and then we left together. It wasn't that I saw Kendra and thought that is Shaniqua. I simply said the wrong name and we decided, we decided later yeah, I, listen, there's no winning this for me. <laughs> we're cutting this from the show, but the... But, I'm but, in charge of that, we're not. But, but you, we, we, we had a... We, there was a... Soon after, you made a similar... Oh, we've all made similar... But here's the thing. <laughs> I don't... Here's the thing. I don't have a conversation with John Favreau and then call you Fabs. And they call him what? Fabs. Is there any more questions on your card? Or? Sure, Brian. We'll go to the next question. <laughs> Yabber. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. So, Brian, yeah. tell me, are you an intern or are you just skinny from the stress of this job? <laughs> That's such a good question. Uh, so after our head writer Hallie started, uh, she was like, hey, Brian, this is crazy. <laughs> I always thought you were an intern. Uh, and Lovett, who was not part of that conversation, was just actually casually walking by, didn't make eye contact with either of us, says, he, he doesn't look young, he's just skinny. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said, I said, he's not an intern, he's not young, he's just super skinny. <laughs> oh, that's better. Who's <laughs> the jealousy speaking? <laughs> What'd you say? That'll oh. cut. Oh, if you didn't catch it, you don't need to hear it. 
So is this job what drove you to go blind? That is such a good question. Yeah, I would say um, I, I've, I've kind of been like in crisis mode all summer. Uh, <laughs> and that's because of, I'm sorry. No, 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 I'm not blaming you. I'm saying you know I'm in crisis mode all summer. And I will say whenever I'm in crisis mode is when you are cruelest to me. Uh, like when, when I'm doing great love, it's like you're, you're smart, you're competent. When I'm doing bad, he's like, you stupid idiot. Here, he's like, here's these five things that I would have done differently that would make you less sad. <laughs> that is. Did you that say is, that? No, that is a made-up thing. Excuse oh, me. Who, who buys dogs dog off Craigslist? You stupid idiot. <laughs> I didn't. Call, you. I didn't. First of all, I did say who buys a dog off Craigslist because who buys a dog off Craigslist? By the way, for the record, it's a reasonable question to ask because what did that dog do, Brian? He, he bit a man's thumb off, but it. <laughs> that's and that's but real. But it was the man's fault. <laughs> He bought, well, just to be clear about what happened, Brian bought a dog off Craigslist, brought it to Adopted. the... Adopted. Brought it to the... You didn't adopt a dog from Craigslist. There was no papers. You bought a dog on Craigslist. You brought it to the office for a full week. The first Saturday he was home, bit a man's thumb off. Oh, and so, it was yeah. not a Saturday. I was at work and I was talking to you when I got the call from my roommate that said I had to come home immediately. <laughs> Because we told him that we weren't comfortable having a strange, untrained, unknown dog that he bought off the internet at our office. Good thing we did, because that very day, bit a man's thumb off. Go ahead and send the bill to Love It. Oh, no, no, no. The bill. Oh, I that, got the that bill. Case just settled. It just settled like six months ago. Yeah, it just settled. I settled. <laughs> what do you pay for a lost thumb? A hundred K exactly. Oh, yep. <laughs> Now, I guess you pay well. Now. No, he does not. Um, <laughs> okay. But, but my renter's insurance really pays out. That's awesome. By the way, we all agree that he's the villain of that story. Thank you. Okay, next question. This is good. I am like super stressed out right now. <laughs> You're in the hot seat. Okay, Brian and Kendra, what did you think of Lovett's new single? Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I mean, what do you think of Lovett being newly not single? Well, I didn't know we were allowed to talk about it. What do you two have to say about this new relationship? Oh, I'm just glad I'm not the only one on the team in a stable relationship now. <laughs> wow. She comes for me now. <laughs> it's a reunion, side switch. Have you not watched the show? Yeah. What, what? No, not a single goddamn second. I didn't know who you were either. <laughs> Ryan, this oh is a queen. God. What? This yeah, is a now queen. I know. Now that's obvious. Before, what? Before Did the you just sh throw shade at me because you were mad at her? <laughs> Again, that's it's a reunion. Well, if that's the case, I don't even like your blonde hair, okay? So let's move right on. This is going so much better than I thought it would. <laughs> Brian, how do you feel about Kendra and Lovett incessantly bullying you about not being able to drive a car? I, okay. He can barely <laughs> drive. So I can legally drive. <laughs> Uh, and I, I actually don't feel that bad about it because I can't drive. Um, I, I totaled my car earlier this summer uh, and Levitt called me a stupid idiot. <laughs> uh, I mean, God, Wait, I don't want to... Hold on, is, hold on a second. Because... This is what? like the fourth accident you've been in. What? This I is want, like the fourth accident you've been in. Okay, so I know you called other. me a stupid idiot. Didn't say stupid idiot, but, but now... Brian. Yes, dear? <laughs> 
people make mistakes. But what happened after you hit a car so badly that your car was totaled? What did I, you do? I fled the scene. <laughs> and then, and then, and then, and then immediately filed a police report against myself. He did. So just to be clear, which by the way, was the part I thought was stupid. And so just to be clear, Candy, and I'm so glad, again, another example where you find out who the villain is. So, so he crashed in his car, which happens and sucks. And then you drove away and then you turned yourself in, which I think is really nice. Yeah, I'm really nice. Well, you know, that's why he went to the police. He didn't go to church. One, 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 I, I kept calling the police to turn myself in and they would not pick up the phone. And so, and so it's true. I called like 10 times and I kept getting voicemail. And I was like, the police has voicemail? Um, and so I filed online. You could but do the, it online. The problem I have with this story is he totaled the car so he needed a new car to get to work. He went to a dealership. They presented him with a dollar amount for a car and he accepted that dollar amount. And then Love It was like, you stupid idiot. Why didn't you bring me to the dealership? And I was like, why would I bring my boss to a car dealership because, on Saturday? Because I love negotiating. It would have been a great fucking time and we get a better deal on that goddamn Elantra. That's why. <laughs> Sticker price, my God. Yeah. You know it. That is... Very interesting. Okay. <laughs> In our Atlanta finale this year, I was visibly shocked when Bob Whitfield revealed his secret daughter at his granddaughter's sip and see. Love it and Brian, you too. You have a similar problem with Kendra, so much so that you keep a list of dropped facts. Mm. What's the weirdest thing she's revealed about herself this season? So just so everyone understands, we have an internal Google document where everyone puts in Kendra facts. These are things we've learned about Kendra. They include the fact that she has a uh, collection of Revolutionary War muskets. Uh, yeah, correct. Uh, that, I do. That she will not watch a dating show in which Americans date each other. Yeah. Because she doesn't want to watch a dating show if she's not going to learn about another culture. Correct. Uh, I love 90 Day Fiance, and I am not ashamed. Oh. Um, I would say my favorite... Kendra fact is adjacent to that, and when she, as, as she was explaining why her mom has to watch after her snake, um, there's also a snake. Yeah, there's also a snake. A man. We were also in Austin. A man is walking up the street, and he's like, "Want to see all my ferrets?" And and Love it and I were like, "No, we fucking don't." And Kendra was like, "Ooh, ferrets!" And, and, and I did. There was a picture of me like cuddling three ferrets. Ferrets. I love, an- I'm an animal lover. Yeah, but not good, nice animals, ferrets and snakes. Yeah, they're very easy to care for. I like an animal that I don't like have to do a lot for. Candy, we, we should do one last question. Okay. Because, man, you've been a great host. You got, you got to some depth with us. Well, thank you. You got, you got into it. You have the training, you have the skill, you thank have you. the background, and it's so clear. Well, it's so awesome. Maybe it just rubbed off of me because I'm next to you. Wow. You see, I, I, remember, how, remember how much we both don't like Brian? <laughs> Brian came for me first, okay? Don't start none, won't be none. Y'all go. To clear the air and to move beyond this in the spirit of healing, now that we've had this conversation, of which we will never speak again. Do not get this water on this woman's hair. No, I no, know, no. That's right. All right. Hold on. One, it's wine, not water, right, Kendra? Yeah. One, two, three. 
This is almost like the Wiz. It's like the water. <laughs> Check out Bedroom Candy. Tune into the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Go see the Wiz. And she has a new single, Only For You. When we come back, Miss Pat settles it. And we're back. Before I bring out our next guests, I'm going to ask you, the audience, start ruminating on what you would like settled here and now, once and for all, an ethical quandary, a disagreement, feuds with your spouse that have been simmering, because we're going to ask you about it. But first, please put your hands together for the phenomenal Miss Pat. Good to see you. Thanks for being here. Thank you for I having got me soaked. here. Hey, how y'all doing? Oh boy, you, you ain't get me and T.S. Madison got ass. These chairs is not for all asses. <laughs> Candy fit perfect. We gonna struggle. It's good to see you. Good to see you again. You have a new show called Miss Pat Settles It on BET. Yes. Thank you. What is your favorite TV judge? Probably Judy. I'm more like Judy. <laughs> I just get to say a little bit more than just Judy get to say. How tough are you as a judge? Well, I'm a convicted felon, so you know I'm real tough. Okay. Now, you've agreed to help us judge some of the members of this crowd. Oh, no, no fucking problem. <laughs> you can curse. This, this ain't no Christian show, is it? The, the reverend's gone. We can say whatever we want. Oh. <laughs> We'd now like to open the floor to any audience members who think they have something they need Miss Pat and to a much lesser extent me to settle. Please raise your hand. Brian will be out there. Uh, we want to hear about a dispute or a disagreement that you've had. Pick, there, go right there. That's, just pick somebody. Hi, what's your name and what is your dispute? Hi, my name is Jill. My dispute is I was out walking my dogs. I've lived in my neighborhood a long time. I walk my dogs. I'm a good dog owner. And this woman, I'm walking into my driveway, and this woman is like, hey, ma'am, I didn't hear her. She's holding her phone out like this. I'm assuming she's talking on her phone. I'm ignoring her because it's six in the morning. I'm ignoring everyone at six in the morning. And she's like, ma'am, ma'am. I'm like, what? What do you got for me? And she's like, why is the little dog limping? Excuse me? Excuse, what? Excuse me? He's 135 years old and he's held together with super glue and love. The fact that he's out on a walk is a freaking miracle. Can I slash her tires? <laughs> and her face and her ass. Oh. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. I need you. We're going to go to the West End. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. 135. He's you, old. Yeah, mind your damn business. Like, yeah. Before you be lipping. It's, yeah. It's fine. He's fine. I love when a white woman talk back. All right, well, there's a sometimes. There's a sometimes. Sometimes. Some, some Thank you, Brian. Hi, Miss Pat. Hi. I'm Miss Pat. I'm Patty Cates. How are you? Just fine. How are you doing? Wonderful. Thank you for asking. God is blessing me. 
Well, I haven't worked in two months. I lost my job about two months ago. I work for Little Caesars Pizza. Uh, they fired me because of a customer complaint. I was a general manager. And I have been denied unemployment. You was denied unemployment? Yes. They claimed that I knew the policies and procedures, which I did, but I didn't do anything wrong. She cursed me out, so I cursed her back. Was I wrong? So, let me ask you something. While you was there, did you steal anything? No, ma'am. I was on time for the last seven years. I didn't steal oh, a dime. Oh, you should have stole something. <laughs> <laughs> See, you wouldn't feel so bad being denied unemployment. Girl, like, God is blessing me, though. I'm here. Well, You're here. You could have blessed yourself before God. Thank you, Ms. Matt. Thank you, Brian. Thank you. Y'all got to stop putting all that stress on God and learn how to bless yourself sometime. That's the, that is, those are the two, the two messages of this show. <laughs> Hi, Ms. Pat. Um, my name is Luders Pierre. Where the fuck you at? <laughs> oh. oh, there we go. We got you. Okay. Uh, well he's black, we're going to need a little bit more light. <laughs> <laughs> I can say that. The well-dressed black gentleman over here. Um, I have a real issue. Um, okay. I purchased my house January 2020. Mm -hmm. I moved here from Miami, Florida. And um, so it's funny that Miss Pat is on the show and my um, president of my community is called Miss Pat. Okay. Yeah, so they cut our grass, right, in our neighborhood. And for some reason, they don't cut, they don't, after they cut, like, you know, the, the thing the, to make the it grass? look good. Yeah, the grass and to, to make it look good in front of your house. Mm -hmm. They don't clean under the, the beds. They call them the beds. So I have a problem. I tell her, we pay $50 a month. You know, we, we should have it clean. So she called the police on me. And I was like, she came outside and I'm like, she's like 77 years old and I'm arguing with her in the middle of the road and she's like living up her panties and I got seven grand, great grandchildren, they will whoop your ass and all this and all that. Wait, said, wait, wait, was she black? She black, girl. She was gonna whoop your ass. <laughs> So now, so now the situation is everybody wants me to run for president. Should I or should I not? And leave it alone. Well, I'm going to say this. If you want that extra grass to be wafing up under the bed, run for president. If you just want the top cut off, leave Miss Sally May alone. <laughs> she keep making threats at me. And I keep saying, girl, we need it clean. And everybody's like, well, take a position. We got your back. But I haven't done it yet. Do you think I should do it? Hell yeah. Oh, hey. That's what's up. Hey, you ain't never too old to get beat. <laughs> and those are the only two options for you right now. But I, I, and by the way, don't stop at community president, all right? That's how it begins, all right? First, first you're getting to make sure that they're actually taking care of not just the grass you can see, but the parts that are a little harder to see that you shouldn't have to clean yourself. Next thing you know, you're saying, hey, hey, what's going on with this highway? Maybe I should fix this highway. Next thing you know, you're thinking, there should be a train between our states. 
Well, he only paid $50 a month. <laughs> but you I, act like he paying 200 <laughs> Fair enough. That's good for $50. I guess that's pretty good. Yeah, what do you want? He want too fucking much. Wait, you want, you want, you want him to, 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 to make the little hedge animals? Well, I just think that it's part of, it's part of our fees, so I think that she should, like, you no. know, do what she need to do to make sure that... Because I have to clean it myself, Good. and I'm tired of... Oh. oh, wow, you just lost Miss Pat so no, fast. No, but they did the hard part. They cut the grass. And if the 77-year-old lady cut the grass, do you really want her to bend over? I'm 51. When I bend over, I lose liquids. <laughs> <laughs> Bless your heart. Yeah. I think Thank you, Miss Pat. <laughs> sure. All right, well, that's a ruling on that one. Hello. Hi, Miss Pat. Hey, sweetheart. Okay, so no I'm. No one has said hello to me even one time. <laughs> <laughs> but that's fine. Hi. Sorry. What, what? Um, love it. Love it. Love Close it. enough. <laughs> love it. Okay, so I have a dilemma. So I've been at my job almost 10 years. I'll be 10 years um, December 2nd. Did you say you quit your job? No, I'm still at my job currently. Put the mic a little bit closer. Just oh, close. I'm still at my job currently. Um, I'll be 10 years December 2nd. Congratulations. Um, no, fuck them. Okay. <laughs> so I'm trying to decide. So I have a new management, new first vice president. She's a bitch. Um, Put the mic to your mouth. I'm sorry. Put the mic to your oh, mouth. You know I'm you sorry. familiar. I'm sorry, babe. I'm sorry. Um, so um, I've been there a long time. Um, she's been there a long time as well. I've been a longer than her. But she's Excel because um, she's a she's a other. I'll just say that. Um, so I'm thinking about quitting. I'm thinking about quitting and relocating to Mexico internationally. Should I give them a two week notice or should I say kiss my ass and give them? They don't appreciate me. Don't so let me make sure me. I heard this right. You've been on your job 10 years. Yes. And you and your partner is thinking about relocating. No, to... me by myself. Oh, you yourself is yes. thinking about uh, relocating to Mexico. Right. And you want to know, should you give your job a two weeks notice? That's right. Let me ask you this. Do you have a pension involved? Um, I do have um, Well, I need you to give a two weeks notice. <laughs> Okay, okay. I, now if it was McDonald's, I would say kiss my ass. But, but I still, no, I still get my money. I was, I was still get my money if I quit. But I'm trying to be nice about it because I... Oh, if you're not going to lose anything, yeah, right. everybody kiss your ass. Okay. I'm just trying to make sure, I'm trying to do it the right way, but I'm like, do I want to go back to them? Do I want to burn the bridge? But I'm like, y'all don't appreciate me, so I'm ready to go. Oh, this, this is Georgia. You can get a job anyway. I'm in you Texas. Know. I live in Dallas. Huh? I live in Dallas. You live in Dallas? Yes. Well, guess what? They are opening up plus-size strip clubs all age everywhere. Hey, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, look at her. She getting ready. I'm ready. Take a chance at life. I mean, hey, you fall down, you can get back up. Stop being so scared to do stuff. My husband worked at General Motors 22 years only because he was scared he couldn't pay his bill. At the same time, I was out here forging checks, selling crack, and I made way more money than he did. <laughs> and that's such an important lesson as well. <laughs> Very important. Let's do one more. Miss Pat, love it. Sure. 
love you both. <laughs> Truly. If I'm walking down the belt line and I see a dog put a poop on the ground, should I say something to these mothers? Okay, Miss Pat, I don't think I need you to settle, but settle it. So you saying if you walking on a belt line mm -hmm. and somebody let their dog poop on a, should you say something? Should I point them out and be like, you need to pick that That's up? That's a really good question because let me tell you something. I'm 51 years old. And one thing I hate, when people start picking up dog shit, Ooh. dog shit make the grass grow better. But... <laughs> <laughs> That's what my mama told me. <laughs> she said it was a fertilizer. But now everybody want to be so fucking bougie, they want to pick up dog shit. I'm not picking up that shit. I got three cane corso. All they right, shit right. like me. So you give it a try. I would, if I was you, I would only talk to Poodle's owners. Poodle's only, that's the advice? <laughs> All right, thank you, Ms. Pat. The shit is smaller. And I, think there's a, and I think this is just a reminder that judges are people. <laughs> and they bring their own perspective. There's no such thing as being unbiased, and some judges will rule that the grounds all around us all the time forever should be covered in fucking shit. <laughs> and, that's, that's what some, that's, and that's why it's so important to vote. I agree. And I still ain't picking up no dog shit. Miss Pat. Yes. Any final thoughts? Uh, yeah. You... I don't want to pick up dog shit. <laughs> Would you ever move to Mexico? No, I'm, no. I, you know what? We all twisted in this country, but I gotta say, I love the United States of America. I... I wish we could get along and do a little bit better and have better leaders, but I, I have no interest in going nowhere else. That's the last thing I need to be laying on a beach and some little Mexican man jump on top of me. And, and I don't know what he want me to do with him. <laughs> That's my dream. <laughs> he jump on me, underlay, underlay. I'm like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> And I'm not, I don't have no beach body, so I ain't going to no damn beach. And that settles it. Everybody check out Miss Pat Settles It. Uh, October 18th October on BET. October 18th on BET. Hilarious. One more time for Miss Pat, the great Thank Miss you. Pat. Come on. She'll be back for the rail wheel. Thank you so much. Thank you. Come on. When we come back, I hope you're hungry because T.S. Madison is about to eat. Don't go anywhere. This is Love It or Leave It, and there's more on the way. Escape to Ocean City, Maryland, and discover a place that just feels lighter, where every day feels like Saturday, and French fries are a food group, where flip-flops are always in fashion, and seafood is always in season, where the boardwalk is bustling, and the beach is right outside your door, where you can rise with the tide and feel like a kid again. Ocean City, Maryland, somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at Oceocean.com. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. 
If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Nike, Walmart, and Zappos. And even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use and you can get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers. And Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. And we're back! Please welcome to the stage a woman who has the Beyonce seal of approval, the power of which supersedes any law of God or man. It's the incredible T.S. Madison. Hold on, Atlanta. Y'all ain't making no noise. Y'all make some noise for a real bitch in here. That's right. Y'all make some noise for a real bitch in this motherfucker, goddammit. That's right. Hey, baby, how you doing? Oh, my goodness. Child, now why would they put a bunch of food in front of a fat bitch like that? Huh? Atlanta, how y'all doing? Are y'all having a good time? Baby, we about to have an even better time. What's this, baby? What you got over I'll, here for? First of wait, all... Wait a minute, I, I didn't add... Can I cuss on this? Part? Oh, yes. Can we... Are we free to cuss in here? We're free to cuss. How y'all niggas doing? You can bleep that out. You can bleep that out. Hi, y'all, I'm on shot time. I love, I love this episode. <laughs> well, I have a question for you, which is, did you know what this podcast was? Well, I heard it was very political, honey, and you know you brought a real political bitch out here, baby. <laughs> and one of the reasons, so we have a, a bunch of things to try from, it's from Mary Max Tea Room, right? Because we went there last night. Wait a minute, who, this, this came from where? Mary Max Tea Room. Oh yeah, they season they food. Now because you launched a web series called T.S. Madison Ate That. Yes. Where you yes. eat strange and unexpected snacks. I didn't eat you yet. <laughs> but the night is still young. What What's is? your nationality? What? Are you Italian? Uh, well, we, sort of, I'm Jewish. Ooh. It's worse, you know, with worse food, as they say. Well, I like halal. <laughs> Those are blessed meats. My goodness. It's usually what I tell men my name is on Friday night, halal. Because <laughs> you got to get down on your knees and pray over this food, baby. Yum. I'm sorry, this is not my show. Uh, yeah, yes, it is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You're a woman of judgment. I'm sorry? Of discernment. Oh, discernment of the spirit. Okay. Let me get my discernment together. <clears throat> because we've brought this food from some yeah. of Atlanta's finest food. Well, y'all ain't had my mama's cooking because that's Atlanta's finest food. Miss Mary is actually in the back back there, honey. We need to take this back there so she could taste it. Look, look at him. He said, let me hurry up and get this girl this fork. <laughs> so we're going to try some of this food, and then I am going to be asking you 
whether something from the news this week is something you hate or something you ate. Oh, I'm ready. All right. Now, first of all, let me tell people what we have here, which we have some meatloaf fried chicken, whipped potatoes, I believe, macaroni and cheese, collard greens, and potato salad. Bust it open. No, that's not potato salad. This is called banana pudding. Oh, that's banana pudding. We didn't get potato salad. I... Listen, listen, listen. I, I didn't... Con- You know, excuse me, excuse me. Hiss all you want. I thought we had ordered potato salad. I, of it's course, okay. know what banana pudding is. If you know this show, you know that I eat. And I, will, and I will concede the places where I know nothing, but I know food. That's, that right there is potato salad. Oh, it's right here. <laughs> I know you're distracted. It's okay. I am distracted. I am distracted. I am distracted. All right, well, what do you want to try first? What do you well, think? because it's sitting so fat right in front of me, I think I want to try the meatloaf. Hmm. All right, let's go. I'm going to go for some meatloaf, too. Thank you. All right. Oh, damn it. That is good. I'll tell you if it's good or not. Ooh. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. <laughs> now, here's for our first hater eight. Wait There's a minute. A... Let me go back in one more time. All right, go back in. There's a rumor that they're going to do an office reboot. They're going to bring back The Office following the end of the strike, though there's currently no word as to which series stars will return, if any. Do we need this? Do you need this? Do you hate? Or will you... Is it something you will have h- hated? Or ate it. Is there any color folks on the office? It's two color folks on the office. We don't need it unless it's some color folks on there. Okay. Okay. She hate. But she'll eat this though. What are we trying next? Baby, I'm black. I want some fried chicken. Okay. Well, get y'all in there. Can, y'all can make some noise for fried chicken. Shit. Do you like dog meat or white meat? I knew you were going to ask. And honestly, I like both. Oh. Well, I'm going to tell you what my favorite part of the meat is. What's your favorite part of the meat? The breasts. Okay. Can you pick me out a breast? I see you went for legs. You know what? Is that a thigh? No, that's a thigh. We got two thighs, no breasts. No, we got two thighs, one wing, and one leg. Would you like a leg? Yes. <laughs> I must say, yes, baby, this was seasoned, darling. This was good. Okay. What do you think about the burgeoning romance between Taylor Swift and Travis something, Kelsey? You said Taylor Swift? Taylor Swift. I thought we were talking about Beyonce here. No, no, no. Okay, I, li- I like Taylor Swift. She got, a, she got a couple of songs I like. She got a lot of songs I like, actually. She got a lot of songs I like. Now, do I like her choice in men? What do y'all say? Do you like her man? Do, she, do y'all hate or does she hate? 
Y'all hate? Well, honey, I'm for the people, and the people say that they hate, okay. but listen, I hate it too. Okay. You picked that fork up like he was gonna put it in my mouth. I don't even know how I picked up this fork. What would you like? What are we well, trying next? Being that I just had uh, fried chicken, I think I'm gonna go for some collard greens. All right, right let's get in there. She hate. Okay. They can. I'm gonna tell you why. Everybody in this room knows that a good set of greens got some fat back in there. Ain't no fat back, ham, hawk, pigtail, turkey neck, nothing in there. Okay. So now I'm ready for the question. What do you think about Beyonce bringing the Renaissance to movie theaters? I'm dark brown, dark skin, light skin, beige, fluorescent beige, bitch. I'm black. I just want to let the audience know I cannot wait for you all to see the Renaissance film. It is a masterpiece and it is an amazing thing and Beyonce is E-V-E-R-Y thing, everything. Y'all thought I wasn't going to be able to spell it. I got my GED. I want some more meatloaf. Hold on. Oh, what do you want? Some more meatloaf? Yeah. I'll have some more meatloaf. Yeah, have some more meatloaf, baby. Mm. Mm. It is good. Mm-hmm. Mm. What, what else you want to ask me? Which one? This one? What do they want to say? I love you too. What do you think? <sighs> Seems to have some kind of. Not a fan of the potato salad. No, I like potato salad. It's just not that one. You don't like this one. It's a no on the potato. It's a pass on the potato salad. Pass on the potato salad. So that means ask me a question. Well, I sort of have gone through all my questions. But you I did all to... of them? Uh, is well, it time for me to go? No, that's the whole point. That's why I'm, I'm sort of, I'm in sort of a panic because I don't want you to leave. Well, so let's talk. That's what I'm doing. Let's talk about Ron DeSantis. Okay. <laughs> have you seen, so... Ron DeSantis, let's talk about the, I want to talk about specifically about Ron DeSantis' boots. His what? His boots. His boots. His boots, and here's why. Here's why. Look, I'm a short king. You said, wait, you said you're a short king? I'm short. I am too, my heels are on. Me and you are about the same height. I don't know if we the same length. But here's my, it seems as though, it seems as though there's two paths a short king can take. DeVito or DeSantis. They can become, they can become charming and sort of, I'll take DeVito. Great. But, so now there are all these photos, and I don't, look, I don't begrudge anybody. They want to be a little taller, they want to wear heels, they want to wear boots, do whatever you want, no problem there. But it doesn't seem as though he's not... Ron DeSantis is not just, it seems, adding a little lift in his cowboy boots. It seems as though he's standing on some kind of a contraption inside of these shoes. Because if you, if you look at it from the side, it's like his whole leg is coming out from the top of the boot. 
And then the front of the boots are curling upward because there's no feet in there. Because he's like, he's like this in there. It's because they're hooves. <laughs> The real name is De Satan. Okay. Now, let's try some whipped potatoes. Oh, no, baby. We're going to macaroni and cheese. Okay. Yes. Okay. Now, the macaroni is cute. It could have had a little bit more salt. Let me tell you something. When you have money, like you got money, because I know this show tours around the country, y'all get money, okay? You tell those people to put Gear cheese, smoked, Gouda, smoked, aged cheddar, shaved Parmesan, Philadelphia cream cheese. It so far sounds amazing. <laughs> I'm just wondering when the recipe ends. He ain't know how to make macaroni and cheese, y'all. I don't know how to make it, but I know how to eat it. Do you know how to eat it? Uh, honestly, no. <laughs> <laughs> I simply don't. T.S. Madison, everybody. Come on. The one and only. One more time. She ate, everybody. She ate. Thank you. And we're back. October 1st through 7th is Band Book Week, and Crooked is using the time to say how much it's kind of fucked up that we have something called Band Book Week. You can uh, support authors and librarians by shopping in the Crooked store. We have some awesome merch there, and also the moveon.org Band Bookmobile is here. And we're thankful to them for coming out. Everybody, welcome back to the stage. Candy, Ms. Pat, and T.S. Madison. It's an incredible group. Come on. Thank you so much. You know what I love about, about, about this show? Each of you has bullied me in your own special way. But different. Every single one of you brought a different energy to taking the show over. And I love that. Didn't, didn't you see us come up here with all black? Candy has on all black. Miss Pat have on all black. And I got on all black. You know why? Because we turned this into an all black situation, goddammit. <laughs> now, we love our people that ain't black in here now, but we just turned this into an all black situation. And it's great. <laughs> now, before we begin, Crooked Media has partnered with Karyuma to make a shoe. Oh. <laughs> uh. Listen, you know what? Listen, do you know how hard it is to build a progressive media company from the fucking ground up? You gotta sell ads, you gotta tour. And so now we gotta sell some fucking shoes. But if we're gonna sell shoes, we did it our way. We made some really cool gay ass fucking shoes. 
and so we're going to sell them. And we're not going to apologize about it because we need multiple revenue streams. Because I don't know if you see the news, but every media company is fucked up. And so if you go to crooked.com slash carryuma or crooked.com slash short, you can get them. But we didn't just want to make shoes that looks cool, though they have an amazing design. There's a black pair and a pink pair, and they have a rainbow on them, and it's a beautiful, they're cool. You're gonna check out the pattern. Even if you don't like the show, you might buy them, fine. But we also wanted them to be aerodynamic, okay? So we're gonna show you how aerodynamic they are, because producer Brian has a cutout of George W. Bush, and I'm gonna show you, can I have one shoe? I need a shoe. Brian has the shoe. Do you have a pair for us? Yes. We better. <laughs> well, make mine a 13. <laughs> Here's how it works. We spin the wheel wherever it lands. We rant about the topic. Let's spin the wheel. Ooh. <laughs> it is Love, landed. Love is blind. It's true. If he got a lot of money. If he's not that cute and he rich, yeah, love is blind. I ain't gonna turn down a rich, ugly man. Not after I had two babies by a broke, ugly man. <laughs> here's all I wanna, here's what I wanna say about love is blind, which is I've recently begun watching love is blind and all I wanna say about it is this. I, on some level, always knew that the reason when the conservatives say that they're uh, uh, trying to defend marriage by attacking gay people, that this was not rooted in some desire to protect the institution of marriage, but some uh, deeper-seated hate and animus towards a, a marginalized and targeted group of people. But it wasn't until I watched Love is Blind that I truly understood how depraved the fact that conservatives will protest a drag brunch, but not this unholy attack on the institution of marriage that is Love is Blind. My fucking God. And I, look, far be it from me to convince conservatives to, hop, to stop hating gay people. They've been hating gay people for a very long time. But at least they could hate Love is Blind too. If you're gonna tell a baker that they, have to make a, they can't, that they don't have to make a cake for a gay wedding, they should at least point out the fact that this is a show in which people pretend to propose to each other to get a trip to Mexico, which presumably is not good for the institution of marriage either. Clearly. And also, none of these people like each other. Usually okay. when people talk about gay people, it's because they gay, but don't know how to come out. Because yeah. <laughs> you're only concerned about what you're interested in. I'm not talking about no gay woman because I'm not interested in eating nobody pussy. <laughs> and we're back to where we started, which the opposite of love is not hate. <laughs> it is indifference. Let's spin it again. on T.S. Madison's ranch. Shall we begin? I am so sick of the double standards in this country and in the world. How can you as a woman eat as much tuna fish as you want to and a man can't eat a wiener? Wait, what? Okay. Well, you can say suck a dick. These people grown, T.S. Well, I was getting ready to di <laughs> in indulge. Okay, I'm so tired of the double standards with people uh, uh, where people are, are, well, women can have the opportunity to go out there in the world and have a whole lesbian relationship 
whole lesbian relationship, and a man can't go out there and have a, and indulge in all of this stuff without being called gay. You think all this and all that and all that makes this man homosexual? No. The same reason why you could go out there and eat a whole tuna fish sandwich so, and come back and still eat a wiener. Let that man go out there and have him a wiener and tuna fish too. I'm sick of it. Sure. Well, I thought if I ate pussy, I was gay. I'm wrong. You, or buy or fluid. Have you, you, or, have you, you you've never eaten pussy before? I've seen my underwear. I'm not eating that. <laughs> what I put out is not edible. <laughs> Our first guest this evening was a reverend. And find me a show that can do these two things. <laughs> you can't. It's just this one. And that's what makes it so fun. Candy, let's yes. talk about it. Have you ever indulged in the dark arts? Yes. Everybody knows that I've indulged. But, I mean, I personally feel like, I mean, a woman is... I know some people feel like just because they dip their toe in the lady pun, as they say... That they are, but I feel like you still fluid or you still buy. I don't feel like you know, and some people just don't like to lo- use labels. Well, why can't that say apply to a man, a heterosexual man? I feel like he that a man. He could be bi. He could be. He could be straight. I feel you like know, a man can, can go out there, but he well, still can identify as straight. Well, so, I personally don't like eating on my knees. <laughs> Well, what you eat on your back? At a table. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think, I think that like, one thing I think is interesting about it is that for a long time, I think this is changing, that if a, if a, if a man said he was bisexual, everyone says, oh, you're just secretly gay. Yes. And if a woman was bisexual, they said, oh, you're straight, but you're just experimenting or you're just having fun in college. Yeah. And both of those ideas are based on the idea that men are irresistible and the thing everybody secretly wants all the time. Or that there's a dick shortage. So. <laughs> Is there? Is, are we running out? You in Atlanta, we running wow. out. TSS. Not over here. For everybody. Ain't no dick shortage over here, baby. <laughs> All right. Let's on that note, let's spin it again. Have you seen T? Never mind. Hush, hush, Candy. Hush. Oh, people who wait till the last minute to purchase tickets to your event? Oh, my gosh. That is so annoying. First of all, I hate when anybody does anything last minute, right? And then there's like... No, no, no. No, when they call you at the last minute and it's like, hey, can you get me tickets? It's like you knew that this event was coming for months. So I had somebody send me a text um, earlier today. We said, oh, I'm so glad about, you know, you doing Love It or Leave It. And I was scared to open it because I thought that they were about to ask me for tickets. I'm like, if they knew about this event, they should have hit me the day before, the day before, the day before. Don't hit me at the last minute asking me for something when I'm already rushing trying to get there. Yeah, how dare you? Uh, but I can get You don't have that happen to you. I do that to people. <laughs> I hate it. 
I well, thought only the black people did that. I was gonna say the same thing. <laughs> but thank you for joining us. <laughs> Let's spin it again. <laughs> This is mine. Modern dogs versus dogs when she was a kid. So my husband is retired and he don't know what to do with his fucking life. So he, he, or he think Amazon is the mall. And he just recently bought three cane corsos about eight months ago out of somebody's living room. And I tried to tell him, you can't buy dogs out of a crack house. They, <laughs> they not breed right. So. These dogs got every disease. They got everything wrong with a cane corso. They have big things in their eyes. They have health care. One won't stop sucking his dick. The other one, <laughs> the other one got emphysema. One of them cross-sided. So my fucking husband went out and bought three special need dogs for eight thousand dollars. I'm like, you could have got. I said, you could have got a lot more had you smoked crack at that house where you got them damn dogs from. <laughs> so I, I just wish my husband would stop. He just, my husband is fucking bored. And now he had to get up and clean these dogs. And so let me tell you this. It's two boys and a girl. They's from the same litter, but Nettie and he. So everybody's trying to fuck Sheba. So now Sheba run around the house with my drawers on to keep their dick out of her ass. <laughs> And I'm like, no, you can't do this. This is incest. You can't Why you just don't get her fixed? My husband don't want them fixed. Oh. Well, but, but Sheba got on my underwear to keep them brothers from going up in her. And those some big underwear. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you ever seen a cane corso, them some big ass dogs. <laughs> I can't put Sheba on your panties. They won't fit. <laughs> And that's the rant wheel. <laughs> Once again, thank you to our guests, Reverend Raphael Warnock, T.S. Madison, Miss Pat, Candy Burris. An incredible, incredible show. When we come back, we're going to end on a high note. That was so much fun. Thank you so much. Thank you, baby. Thank y'all. One more time. We love you a lot. It so great. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. What a blast. I will be here performing on December the 16th. First show sold out, but my second show got a few tickets left. Thank y'all so much. Good night. Go see Ms. Cup. I'm having my welcome to the dungeon party. Woo! Bolo will be there for those of you watching Housewives on October 21st. And I have The Wiz coming to Atlanta November 14th through 19th. It's on a 13 city tour, and then it's going to Broadway. Hell yeah. Hit it. I ain't got shit going on, just Google me. Perfect. Now it's time, we're gonna end on a high note. Say your name, say something positive, and keep it tight. Hi, my name is Ricky. Um, I am here with my very best friend of the last 10 years. It has been a dream to come and see you guys at Crooked. Thank you for everything that you have done. And also, uh, if this makes it on the podcast, Michael, my partner, I saw Candy Burris live and you didn't. Oh yeah. Sure. What's your name? What's your high note? My name is Ellen, and my high note is actually for my friend Andy here. I'm too shy to do it himself. 
uh, in a forum of 12 very high-level leaders in a multinational company that he works for, multiple members of his team reported unprompted that they loved being on his team. And this happened in an industry that is not known for expressing their feelings and with team members that have been there long enough to get past that honeymoon period of a new job. So it was very That's impactful. Great. Let's do one more. I was about to say, hey, tell Brian what you're doing so that I can do that. The, uh, <laughs> well, what's your name? What's your high note? My name is Cooper. I am opening a store on the Atlanta Beltline right behind Ladybird. That's going to have about 50 local artists, creators, uh, sustainable brands, and we're about to open next Friday on the 13th for a soft open. So please don't expect much, but we're figuring it out and super excited to bring that to life because it's been something I've been working on for a long time. That's awesome, Cooper. We're gonna have to, oh, we have uh, to. Yeah, sorry, he, Brian asked what it was called. Social Space and Dropout Gallery. Got it. Thank you so much. We have, I would love to, we gotta stop. We gotta, we gotta call it. This was such an amazing night. Uh, thanks everybody who shared a high note tonight. If you want to leave us a message about something that gave you hope, call us at 323-538-2377. That is our show. Thank you to Senator Warnock, T.S. Madison, Candy Burris, and Miss Pat. There are 399 days until the 2024 elections. Have a great night, have a great weekend, and thank you, thank you, thank you, Atlanta. And thank you to everybody at the center stage. What a night, thank you. Love It or Leave It is a Crooked Media production. Kendra James is our executive producer. Brian Semmel is our producer. And Malcolm Whitfield is our associate producer. Hallie Kiefer is our head writer. Sarah Lazarus, Jocelyn Kaufman, Colby Gunalan, Peter Miller, and Alan Pierre are our writers. Lee Eisenberg produces the show. It's mixed and edited by Evan Sutton. Stephen Cologne is our audio engineer. Kyle Seglin and Charlotte Landis provide audio support. Our theme song is written and performed by Sure Sure. Thanks to our designers, Jesse McLean and Bernardo Cerna, for creating and running all of our visuals, which you can't see because this is a podcast. And to our digital producers, Zuri Irvin, David Tolls, Mia Kelman and Matt DeGroote for filming and editing video each week so you can. You can find those glorious videos at youtube.com slash at love it or leave it podcast. Do us a favor and subscribe to love it or leave it on YouTube. And don't forget to follow us at Crooked Media on Instagram and Twitter. And if you're as opinionated as we are, consider dropping us a review. Escape to Ocean City, Maryland, and discover a place that just feels lighter, where every day feels like Saturday and french fries are a food group, where flip-flops are always in fashion and seafood is always in season, where the boardwalk is bustling and the beach is right outside your door, where you can rise with the tide and feel like a kid again. Ocean City, Maryland, somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at oceocean.com. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Nike, Walmart, and Zappos. And even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use and you can get your cash back through PayPal or check. 
The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers. And Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N.